This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything, from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being, all real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Everything with Allie Levine. I'm your host, Allie, and I'm so, so excited for today's guest. I have an incredible woman and podcaster, and I've been dying to get her on my show. And like pandemic life and everything else, it has been quite the uh, (laughs) uh, time trying to get each other on, but we finally aligned and are making it happen. I'm so excited. I have the fabulous Megan O'Donnell and Megan, I want to tell you guys about her before I bring her on. Megan O'Donnell is a producer at The Cut by Day and a podcaster by night. Bravo Happy Hour is Megan's second podcast in 2015. Her hard work, her dedication, and undying passion for all things Bravo TV has created a community of listeners who come back week after week for more and more. When Megan isn't podcasting or binging old seasons of The Real Housewives of New York, you can find her in the kitchen cooking, taking a Pilates class, or spending time with friends and family. Megan, I'm so happy to have you. Welcome to my show. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, I will say, I would probably say I was 95% of the reason why we have rescheduled 300 times, but we are here today and I'm excited. We're here and you'll- today. <laughs> We're making it work. It's all good. Look, it's like every time someone's like, oh, I have to change. I'm like, it's it's the world of what we're in, right? It's like, I think we've all learned in this time to like have more grace for everyone, have oh, more compassion. And like, that's been a silver lining in my opinion, because I feel like for me, especially, I used to like really have like that guilt of like not showing up or like really feel like horrible. Like when I couldn't do something and I would like really penalize myself for it and make myself feel bad. And I feel like we're all starting to like let go of that more and more and be like, am I good? Am I like of sane mind? Okay. Yeah. I can participate today. Like it's, it's, it's a different shift. And I don't know about for you, but like, I, it, it's been honestly kind of nice. Like that's why when you were like, oh, we were scheduled again. I'm like, hey, listen, I knew I'll get you on eventually. So we'll make it work. <laughs> okay. Perfect. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. I feel like now people are a, at least willing to like allow for themselves to, you know, say no to those plans and not feel so horrible about it, especially with like work and podcasting stuff. Like I used to be so hardcore and it was great when I was building the show and, you know, trying to get people to listen. But now I'm like, okay, when I need to take a step back, I need to take a step back. And if I don't, then I go nuts. Yes. Oh my gosh. So well said. I I agree with you. It's like, I, I also like, you know, as a fellow podcaster, like I've had so many times where I'm like, I have to keep recording. I have to keep recording. And like, I finally hit a wall, like at the beginning of 2021, where I was like, I'm just not going to record this week and it's going to be okay. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. During November, I took the entire month off. I was just like going insane with my job and the holidays are just a mess. And like, you know, there was just like a million things happening. And I had to say like, okay, stop making excuses. Give yourself this month off. Nobody's going to forget about you. Nobody's going to stop listening. And if anything, I actually found people coming back to the show, listening more, reaching out to me more and understanding that I was like going through something. I'm like, I can't, you know, you try to explain to like listeners where you're like, I'm a normal person too. Like I have a real job. This is like my side hustle. So 
you know, you got to give me a little bit of a break. Like I'm struggling the same way as everybody else. And I actually found like, as I was being more vulnerable with my listeners, they were then like reaching out to me saying like, oh my gosh, I'm actually feeling the exact same way. And I appreciate you like being vulnerable. And, and I had never really done that on my show. And so it was a nice kind of like growth moment for me to be like, okay, I can, I can breathe <laughs> and take a break. Yes. I love that. And thank you for sharing that because I think that honestly, in my opinion, I think a lot of this time has served that vulnerability and that growth and that evolution and kind of forced us all into it because none of us want to yeah. do it, you know, but I feel like it's been such a good thing because of how, what you're describing right now, like you said, like you didn't normally speak that way. You normally share that on your show and now you are. And it's like, not only does it give you this permission to breathe, which you already had, but you just didn't feel like you had, but now you have this permission to breathe and you're giving others of your listeners to also be able to breathe. And they're like, oh my gosh, girl, I feel the same way. Thank you so much for that permission. I think it's so funny. Like when we have these kind of conversations, we are giving permission to each other. But the funny part about it is like, we never needed permission, right? Like we never needed this permission to say, I feel this way or I don't feel that way. But like when you share about it, when you have these kind of conversations, all of a sudden people feel like they can share. Okay, so you were saying, you know, that you have chosen to be more vulnerable on your show, you're sharing more of the side of you that you normally never did. And you took this break. And you know, all of a sudden, you know, when you're sharing this, you're also hearing back from your listeners, like, hey, I feel the same way. And I'm going through that too. And thank you for sharing that. And isn't it funny how in this time, we're all kind of, I think, sharing more, we're all starting to be called in my opinion to be more vulnerable to grow more to have these growth moments of like what you're sharing on your own podcast and you're almost giving permission to someone else to feel the same which is so interesting around these conversations because we all never needed permission to do this yet we feel like we did totally and I think at least in the past for me like I live in New York City I have a busy day job I'm constantly doing things I'm going out I'm dating I'm this I'm that I'm this whereas like when COVID happened, like I was actually like forced to sit at home and be with my thoughts where I didn't have the same outlets to kind of escape. So if I was having a bad day, I would go to a museum and then I'd meet my friend for lunch. And then and it's like one thing after another, where you're kind of able to detach from your feelings and being overwhelmed or however you're feeling. And so since COVID, I'm like, wow, like I actually have time to like work through some of the things, work through some of my you know, laziness issues. And then also just say like, you know what, you need a break, you need to take a break. And it's important that I think women especially allow themselves to take a break because I think women are especially hard on themselves when they feel as if they're not working to their, their capacity. Oh my gosh. Anyone listening, like literally to this point, write that down because everyone (laughs) needs to take a break. Everyone needs to have that grace for themselves. And, you know, I love that you mentioned that Megan, because I learned that more so becoming a mom, but it's not just for moms, moms, especially because of everything we do, but, but everyone deserves that break. Everyone deserves that grace. And also what I really love that you such a gem you just dropped was you saying like before COVID and before the pandemic, like when you had a bad day, it was like, let me go meet a friend for a drink or for lunch. Let me go to a museum. Let me go here. Let me go there. We were all constantly distracting myself included, constantly distracting ourselves on this like hamster wheel of life and not necessarily dealing with like our own inner traumas, our own, you know, Mm -hmm. thoughts, our own changes, all the different things that we all go through that like nobody gets by without going through, but like we've all kind of 
pushed to the side and been like, oh, I'll deal with that later. Or like, oh, I'll just sweep it under the rug. No big deal. And it's like this time has really forced us to be like, no, you're going to be present to it. And you're going to sit home and you're going to sit, like I say, sit in your shit and you're going to sit with it and you're going to work through it, hopefully. And it sounds like for you, like, I love that you share, you had this like growth moment on your podcast. Totally. And I think even this time, like has opened that vulnerability up to people in a million different ways. I think like, when like George Floyd was, you know, senselessly murdered and like our country was sitting at home watching this, like never, like this wasn't the first time this has ever happened. And these discussions were have being had in our country, you know, for, you know, 400 years. So we're all sitting at home and everyone takes a pause and is like, whoa, like this is a problem. And we never, as a society collectively had that ability to like sit and think about things with so much downtime I guess and so I think like with every different part of life people have um have been able to like take a step back and look at things just from a different perspective and and that's like I mean obviously like COVID's been horrible and you know so many people have died and have lost their jobs and a million horrible things but there is a little bit of positivity that you could look at so many people get to spend more time with their children you know so many dads who never got to see their kids because they were working you know 10 hours a day are like wow I'm actually talking to my children yep that's my husband he's home since the beginning of the pandemic and I'm so grateful because I believe you know for me like I had postpartum depression with my first daughter and you know and and I believe that like him being home has been such a help for me to like stay in a positive space and just to have a little bit of help even though he's still working from home and working full-time he's present and he's around and he's so grateful he gets to see Arlie crawling and having these little moments you know he didn't get to see that with a minute because he was gone all day and all night so he would come home and put her to bed and say hi in the morning and see her on the weekends but the relationship and the milestones is totally different he's getting to experience every single first of Arlie that he didn't get to experience with Amelia and and it's been so beautiful to get to witness that and be a part of it and so I'm so grateful that as much as all this has been so crazy like you said there are some blessings and silver linings and that's definitely one of ours in our family that's so cute though that he's able to see the first like it's so strange when you think like I mean, I think, I mean, you're a mother, so you understand. I think so many times, like, the responsibility of, like, child rearing is on the mother. And so you just kind of assume that the dad, like, doesn't get to have a lot of these moments where it's, like, the first word, the first step, or all of these things. And so it is sweet that he's been able to kind of have those moments um, with your second child. Yes, it's been so, it really has. And it's true. It's like, you know, of course, you know, we, you know, we, we have them, we birth them, we, you know, we raise them. Like, obviously it's part of, if you choose to be, you know, a mother, that's, you know, part of it. But at the same time, you're right. It's like, you know, a lot of dads do want to participate and they do want to be a part of it with my husband, especially. And it just wasn't his reality before because he like was working so much and he was driving so much being going into LA and all the commuting and the this and the that, and, you know, everything that goes into it, that it was like, by the time he got home, Amelia was going to bed, you know, so it was like he missed yeah. day, you know what I mean? And it wasn't his fault, just what it was reality. And I think that's kind of been, in my opinion, like such a silver lining this time. It's like, I think we've all kind of had our reality like shattered in so many different ways and positive and negative. And I think that the positive for many is that we're all kind of like waking up to like the fact that like, maybe some of these structures aren't really necessary and I can do this from home and I can actually take the time to like self-care and like 
love on myself or spend time with my thoughts and work through things or not feel like I'm on a hamster wheel 24 seven. Or if I don't produce something for a day, it's not going to be the end of it. Like you choosing to take a month off, like all these different things of like recreating our lives and changing the way we go about things. You know, I feel like for me has been such a game changer and has made me actually be more productive and more happy in all areas of my life. Yeah, I, I agree. And also like, I don't know, like in the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, I hate working from home. Now I kind of like it. I'm like, I've got my little life. I make my matcha. I do my thing. I made a little home office. And so I think you like just kind of begin to adapt and, and just deal with the realities. But yeah, obviously I'm like, I miss human beings. Like I miss going and, and seeing people every day. I'm getting like annoyed with zoom calls oh yeah I think everyone's over zoom it's like (laughs) I'm just so over it tech issues like every every day there's every day yeah (laughs) I I I totally agree with you it's like yeah I think everybody's like has zoom fatigue for sure (laughs) oh that's like a thing but you know it's like but I I agree with you it's like a lot of people and what you spoke to of like us being like you know adaptable and just kind of going with it you know as humans like we are adaptable creatures we are the most adaptable you know and so and we are resilient more so than we actually realize and you know I think so many of us have had to really tap into those strengths and be like okay how am I going to do this and like you creating your own home office and you being like okay I'm going to set this up so that like I have my happy like space and I have my matcha and I have this and I have that you know you created that reality for yourself and I think that there's so many of us now that are starting to really start to like ask those questions of ourselves of like how do I recreate my reality? How do I like, you know, Justin and I, like we, you know, work out almost every day with like, you know, like a 30 minute workout program. Like we never did that together, nor did we ever even like commit to that. But because now we're both home and in each other's space and like want to do different things differently, like we're doing that, you know, almost every day. And it's like been fun to do together and like actually like see the changes, not just like within us, but just our lifestyle because we're doing it. So it's, it's just so interesting to me when I get to have these conversations with different people all over the world who like all kind of seem to have found that same like hidden silver lining of like, we are kind of recreating our realities. Totally. Well, what, wait, what workouts are you doing? Because I'm looking for new workout inspo. I've been in such a rut and I'm slowly getting out of it, but I just do the same Pilates videos over and over and over again. Oh my gosh. So, okay. So we love, so we started, I think I started back in this like November, December, but he started with me at the beginning of the year. Um, and it's called lean squad is the one that we're doing. Um, I'll have to put a code in the um, show notes anyways, for anyone listening, but I'll, I'll give you the code, um, uh, as well. I'll give it to you in an email, but, um, I, um, I, I think, I think it's like 50, I think it's like alley 50. I don't want to say it wrong, but I think that's what it is for 50% off for the first month, but it's, it's the first, it's whatever first month you choose to start. It's called lean squad. I really like it because I relate to them because it's a family. It's a dad who has like twins and a toddler and a busy wife and they, you know, are at home and they just make it fun. Cause it's just real. Like for me at this point, especially being, you know, a mom of two and wearing so many hats, I need realness. Like I can't do the fake fluff anymore. I can't do the like, Oh, and you know, this, is all good and perfect like I just can't subscribe to that channel anymore I used to no shade I used to very much so heavily so um you know and it was a part of my life for a long time especially being somebody stylist and being at red carpets and all that but obviously my world has changed from you know becoming a mom and all the different things I do and I just can't 
like be that way anymore. So when I see someone doing those types of workouts and like has this trainer, I'm like, yeah, that's great. That's not my reality. So, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like, I've had to like swallow that and be like, all right, well, what am I going to do to like better my life? It's something I can actually do. So I like lean squats. It's only 30 minutes a day. So I feel like I can commit to it and not feel like it like overtakes my day. He switches up the exercises every day. And it's just like, 30 minutes to get in and get your body like lean and like, and do very simple exercises. Like every day is different, like arms, you know, chest, abs, legs, like, and it's just, he's very pepped up. Like if you look him up, Phil is like really funny. Like he's always <laughs> jokes and he's just like, let's go squatties. Like he's really like, <laughs> he definitely like gets you rolling. Like, like Justin's really funny. He'll be like F off with the leggies. Like, you know, it's like, it's just like, because he has all these like ridiculous, you know, like words he uses, but it's just fun. And like, you know, we can just like get into it and it's simple. And sometimes the kids will be awake from their nap. And so we'll do it while they're running around the room. And it's just like, you could do it outside. You could do it inside. Like, it's so simple. And it's just your body that I don't feel like it's like daunting where so many other exercises I've done before I feel like I'm like oh my gosh let me get my mat let me get this let me get that and it, like by the time I do all that I'm not gonna lie I get I sit there and I'm like what was I gonna do okay never mind I'm gonna get tea instead you know like it's like yeah <laughs> I don't commit to it so I've been actually committed to this for quite a few months and I've seen like you know simple little changes but not only just my body but like actually my lifestyle that I'm like committing more and showing up to other things because I'm committing to this. So I think it's, it's been fun and we're enjoying it. So yeah, I mean, check it out. I'll, I'll get you, I'll make sure it's, that's the right code because I know it's 50% off, but we've been enjoying it. It's called lean squad and it's a fun family and they're fun to like check out on social too. Cause they're always posting their crazy household and how they're doing workouts and it <laughs> makes you feel like, Hey, it's also a shit show here too. Cool. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I like that. Like I need, you know, whether it's an influencer or fitness person, I need a little bit of humility from this person when I see like picture perfect everything every single post how perfect and charmed your life is I am immediately so turned off I'm like I do not look like that when I wake up um I do not have a man who looks like that bringing me coffee in bed every morning like I can't I don't like that like it makes me feel bad about myself and so especially like certain workout people like I do Melissa Wood. Um, oh yeah, I love you. Melissa Wood. Yes, and I love her. She's like so amazing, but like the most beautiful person I've ever seen. So like, <laughs> if I'm like having a real rough day, and like I'm doing one of her videos, I'm like staring at her, and I'm like, you know what? I, I can't watch this. Like, I'm like your abs, like exist like mine are just confused and like wondering what happened I'm like I can't <laughs> I can't do same this here, like, girl same here <laughs> babies, like my abs are like um I think we're there but like we don't really want to do anymore it's like I I, I had a c-section they cut into them so they got destroyed then I finally you know with Arlie had my v back which is a vaginal birth after a c-section you know thank god I didn't have another c-section but like and my body's like rebuilding a little but it's still like oh but you still have the c-section I don't know what to do like it's yeah I totally get it like you just like look at your body <laughs> And you're like, um, so is it working? You know, so I, 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 I get it, you know, and, and I love that you're so honest also about the fact that like, if you see something and it's like picture perfect, you're like, no, because I think there's so many people that feel that way and don't necessarily like feel like good about like sharing that because they like judge themselves for it. And it's like, no, if that's like what you can't subscribe to, or like, that doesn't make you feel good. Like, like I say, if it ain't cute, put it on mute. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I love that. <laughs> but seriously, because people say to me all the time, like, how do you deal with trolls? You know, people write all over your stuff and this, and I'm like, dude, you know what? Thank you. Put it on mute. Unless it's something like really intense, something I have to actually really address. 
it's just there's no reason for me to subscribe to it and deal with it like it's just one more thing to add to already the millions of thoughts I've already got going on in my own crazy brain so (laughs) it's like I'm like let me just like you know just mute it and so I feel like it's funny that you say that because I think so many people have such a hard time doing that and having this like reality of like oh it's bothering me so like let me not watch that or like oh it doesn't make me feel good like uh, why am I continuing to still do this or why do I still follow this person like what's your perspective on that because I love that you just shared that and like you just simply said for yourself if it doesn't make you feel good like you just don't do it or you don't subscribe to it well I think that's like social media in a nutshell like we're force-fed people like the Kardashians and all these women who have like you know are beautiful of course but they're incredibly wealthy. They come from massive amounts of privilege from the day they were born. They have surgeries and doctors and nutritionists and trainers and this and that and this and that. Yeah. Yeah. They have full teams that spend their entire life caring about your body. And, you know, for the normal masses, like that's not a reality. And so to constantly like compare yourself and think like, Hmm, I wonder why I don't look like Kendall Jenner. And I'm like, Oh, wait, it's because I'm five to normal and, you know, work 40 hours a week, have a second job. Like I do all of the, I'm like, of course I'm not. But then you see these pictures and you're like, oh, well, you know, I, I wish I looked like that. I wish I, you know, had her confidence. And it's like, you, you project these things you think onto these people because they're so beautiful. And this is why they have this great life. When like, in reality, like she struggles the same way I do. Like, and so I kind of had to like get away from social media in that way, because I was just like, finding myself like wondering like again why I am not Kyle Kylie Jenner which like is insane like in in no way shape or form have I ever been that ever will be but then I'm like oh is that is that like the norm for beauty like is that what I should be looking like and I'm like well no I like to wear natural makeup I like fresh beauty like dewy looks like a very glossier type not like overly done up and and then yet I'm looking at them and I'm like oh is that what I should look like but it's like no this is just what society is now telling us. And so I think there's like a, a big disconnect between social media and like confidence, at least for me. And I'm like, I am just trying to like pull away from it a little bit and I'll go on these little social media detoxes and then I'll like get wrapped right back in where, which is like right now I'm like, I've been back on Instagram for like two weeks and I'm just looking at reels all day long and stupid, <laughs> stupid stories. I haven't joined TikTok yet. So that's, that's probably going to be a slippery slope yeah I, I I'm on there and I'm off there and that's a whole other yeah but like look, <laughs> raising my hand too because okay like I'm you know I'm an influencer obviously I'm in that space but I try really hard to be so intentional in what I share because I think about that and not just about everyone else I think about myself because when I was going through my postpartum depression with Amelia I literally realized that like I was looking at every single perfect mom who had given birth the way I wanted to give birth that didn't happen for me and were in their jeans four days later with makeup on, looking fabulous at the cafe. And I was losing my shit because I was like, why can I not get out of bed? Why won't this baby latch and breastfeed? Why do I feel like every time I look at myself, I cry? Why is my body look horrible to me why do I look at my face and I'm like what is all this acne that has appeared on my face that I've never had in my life like what is this who is this like and I'm staring at these women on the Instagram feeds being like oh my god like what is wrong with me and I truly was comparing myself to each and every one of them and it was honestly sick 
And I came to a point where, you know, I was in therapy and I was doing all these different, you know, work on myself when it came to postpartum depression. And my one therapist turned to me and said, uh, I know you're not going to want to hear this because it's part of your job, but guess what? Uh, you got to turn off your Instagram. And I was like, what? No, I can't do that. I, I, this is what I do for work. And it was like, yeah, well, it's either your health or your work. Like, which is it? Because like health is well. So like, which one are you going to do? And it was like, oh shit. Okay. And I had to have like this real hard crash of reality of like, oh, okay. And I, and I signed off for two months and went completely dark. And it was so hard for me to do. And I kept wondering what I was missing and having massive FOMO. But once I finally got off that slippery slope and I backpedaled and was like, I don't need it right now. It's not healthy for me. All of a sudden, like as I was doing the work and doing the therapy and journaling and all kinds of shit I was doing to get myself in a better place, I started shifting and was like, oh my gosh, I feel a little bit better about myself. I'm no longer comparing myself like yourself, like you comparing to Kendall Jenner. Like I'm no longer looking at this mom who's the perfect Pinterest mom and perfect body and the perfect kids and this and that. I'm no longer doing that. And I don't care what she's doing. And like, how freeing is that? You know? And it became so much so that when I came back to social media and started sharing again, how we were saying before of like the fluff, I couldn't share in the fluff space anymore. I couldn't just write about bullshit. I couldn't just share, you know, look at my cute outfit. Like I wanted to, but I couldn't because I wasn't in that space anymore. It was like, oh no, guess what? This is the shit I've been going through for the last few months. I had postpartum depression. My birth did not go the way I want it. Like it was like, boom, let me explode everything to tell you how like shit of a show this has been for me and like how hard the stepping into motherhood has been for me. But I think once I finally did that and gave myself a permission to be who I genuinely authentically was, who I always was, but I always felt like I had to fall into these different categories of fluff and everything else, especially being around Bravo and all that. <laughs> it was like, I lost myself completely. And now I finally feel like, even though I'm a total hot mess and I'll admit that. <laughs> who isn't? <laughs> you know, I, I know, right? Who isn't? I finally feel like myself and I'm like, oh, good. Like, I feel like me again. I don't feel like I have to judge. And when I see someone on social that like looks perfect, I either laugh or I unfollow because I'm like, I know there's a shit show behind that, even though you can't see it. Right? So it's, yeah. I don't know. It's, it, it's interesting because I just love that you shared that because especially like you being, you know, in the podcast world and being that you do share about Bravo and all the things you do and you work with beauty trends. Like, I love that you had that like super humane moment of like, okay, but like, I don't need to look like that person. Like I'm me. And like, that's good enough. Like that's, that's way better than good enough, you know? Totally. And I think like, you know, Bravo, especially like is a, a you know, a fascinating network, but you know, there's so much like body dysmorphia on that show. Like, I think uh, we talk about it on like Bravo happy hour constantly, where you see like the difference between like a season one person and then their second season, you know, they come in their second season, they got the fillers, they got the new boobs, they got a tummy tuck, they got this, they got this, they got this. And it's like, they see themselves on screen and they're immediately like, oh my God, this is wrong with me. This is wrong with me. This could be tweaked. This could be tweaked. And then like year after year after year, they keep doing a little tweak here, a little tweak there. And then they look unrecognizable at a certain point. And it's like, it's difficult because I think, you know, you're constantly like comparing yourself to yourself in a way. And it just, it, it can get real ugly. I mean, like, you know, Kim Zolciak-Bierman from the Raw Housewives of Atlanta, like was one of my favorite housewives. But, you know, she like slowly but surely has like done so much work to her face she's unrecognizable that's terrible to think like you were so beautiful like you were naturally beautiful and charismatic and now like viewers see you know your deep insecurity that 
is like kind of clouding our ability to like like you a little bit you know and it's and it's hard because it's like you don't I don't want to think like that about people but it's like oh so your entire life now is just about trying to look like you're 25 it's like I think you should put your time and effort into other things like that is you know like you're beautiful the way you are like let's just let's just stop let's just stop with this desire for youth perfection all of this it's just I think it's I think it's really negative and I think that's like one of the biggest negatives that come from reality television and again as someone who watches one million hours of reality television a week for the past like 20 years um I'm like very much aware of of the negative effects of it but oh god Ugh, now I'm thinking of Kim's all sick Beerman and I'm like oh god ah, <laughs> I to- you're right though like she was so beautiful and it's like what did you do and it's true it's like my husband says all the time like he'll watch like you know like he'll step in for a minute when I'm watching something and he's like oh my god that's so and so like what do they do to themselves and I'm like oh they got filler together and he's like oh my god and look I'm raising my hand like I am I, I'm not gonna pretend when I was on, you know, Bravo, and even when I was constantly on the red carpet and on camera all the time, and, and I felt the same kind of pressure, and I did Botox, and I did fillers, and I did this, and I remember one time, I don't think I've ever shared this in the podcast, I, one time I came home getting lip fillers, and Justin looked at me, and he was like, what the fuck did you do to your face, and I was like, what, I just like got my lips boosted up, and he was like, what, like, what is that, and I thought I looked so freaking good, Megan, and I, and I was like, oh. And I, I looked terrible and it was like, they went down, thank God, you know, it's filler. But those first like few weeks, it was like, I thought I looked so good because same thing. I was like comparing and looking and, you know, looking at different people on camera. And I was like, oh, it's going to look so good. My next interview, it didn't look good. I just thought in my mind it did because like you were just saying, like you watch all this stuff and all of a sudden it's like, almost like, I don't want to say brainwashing, but kind of. Totally. Of, like, you know, of like you like staring at her like, oh, well, I just look at the same on social media. Like you said with Kendall Jenner, it's like, not to be rude, Kendall's beautiful, but like, let's be real. Kendall wasn't, she didn't look like that until what she did to herself. And you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, all of them, they're beautiful, but you can go back years of back. We all can and find photos of them like raw beauty and they were beautiful, but they're not the beautiful, like contoured look they have now. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. And I don't know. I I mean, one, also, you were on a show where you had to be naked. So, like, that is, like, above and beyond any sort of, like, confidence that I could even fathom. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think um, your situation might be particularly um, (laughs) sensitive. I mean, it was, but at the same time, honestly, it, like, made me have, like, a real hard dose of, I mean, not to repeat myself, a reality, because it was, like, you know, oh, you're gonna be naked and you're gonna be feel super vulnerable and you know, you're not gonna have anything. And I had to like look at myself in the mirror every day, day in and day out, and be like, wow, this is what I look like without anything. I don't even have my stuff and all my fashion. I don't have my designer. And I think sometimes we don't realize how much we hide behind our own shit. Cause I know I didn't. <laughs> I mean, that's very true. I mean, I think that's like fashion in itself. Like I've always worked in fashion, like I'm a fashion producer. And so I see um I don't know it's so interesting like as I've like worked more and more in the fashion industry like in the kinds of articles and photo projects that I produce for like I always find like the people who are like 
confident and have this like beautiful inner strength always end up like performing the best on the site like so it's like the photos look beautiful they look stylish they look great but then it's like you're reading the story about them and you see like their strength in the photos and I've always like found this very like clear um just I, I'm trying to think of the word I'm like looking for um but just like a, just a confidence in, in images and seeing certain women looking a certain way. Um, and I think like in the beginning of my fashion like career and producing, I was like, oh, well, let's just get a great model. Let's get a great model. And then I'm like, yeah, this woman's stunning. She's absolutely gorgeous, but she doesn't have a story behind her. Like I don't feel anything. And so now like when I produce programs, you know, I always try to like find a more quote unquote normal person to kind of model the clothing that we're trying to sell to allow for there to just be like a little bit of something for people to like relate to. Oh, this girl had this horrible experience. I did too. Or this girl came from Texas. Oh, I'm from Texas, you know? And so as I've kind of like slowly moved towards um, being like just a more seasoned producer, I'm like, okay, models are great, but like real women are like where people are actually interested in that. That's I think like even why influencer culture is so big. It's like, I trust your judgment. So I'll buy a skincare product off of you over, you know, JLo who's beautiful, but like, is she using it? Like, right. is it, is that true? And so I think like buying things and just kind of accepting um, that like influencer culture of I totally just went on a tangent right there. I, oh, I love just, it. I, I love it. Because but I hope that made sense. It totally made sense. No, because I, I love what you said because it's true. Well, first off, I want to go back to when you were talking about, you know, being a producer and like how you pick different things, different projects. And I love that you mentioned like that seeing like different people that would do well on the site and you'd be like, oh, wow, like they look beautiful. They look put together, but there's like an actual confidence behind them and like an actual story behind them. You know, cause I always say as a stylist, confidence is your best accessory. And I, and, it, and I always tell people when I work with them, no matter who they are, whether they're a celebrity or an everyday person like myself, like it, it, it to me, it's like, I am looking at them and I'm like, okay, you need to feel the clothing transform you from the inside out. These clothing don't make you, even though that's what you think this is going to be, they don't make you. They transform you from the inside out because if you feel that confidence and you feel good in what you're wearing and you really speak to it and you really step into it, that's what you're seeing when you're looking at these pictures and they've been transformed and you're like, wow, look at that confidence. And I love that you picked up on that because I think so many times people are afraid again to be themselves and they're afraid to be authentically who they are. And I love as you as a producer are like seeing what's really shining and doing well on the site or people that are like not only confident and look great, but like they have a story behind them to share of like who they really truly are. Totally. And also just like diversity. Like I think we like live in a very like whitewashed society and to give people like an opportunity to speak and like that diversity goes from like race, gender, body type, like you know, bigger women have amazing stories, you know, like there's so many people who haven't been given voices. And I think like slowly but surely, like our society is like giving those people voices, which I think is really great. And uh, of course, you know, there will always be the influencers and the hottie model girls who, you know, will be successful and on the covers of all the magazines and whatnot. Um, and they probably have amazing stories too. And I can't negate that um, in them. But I think like allowing everybody to kind of have a seat at the table is, is definitely um, just important, especially now.
Especially, well, for sure. And also too, what you just said about like, you know, the hot models and the influencers, it's like, I think it also then potentially opens them up to being, if they choose to, to step into being vulnerable and sharing maybe those stories that they do have that are great, that they maybe felt like they couldn't share because they were a certain look and they are a certain, you know, quote unquote stereotype. And so they're supposed to just be one thing. And I feel like so much is evolving now where it's like everyone's starting to feel like, they can share their story and they should. And, you know, and that some, even if it only helps one person and relates to one person, that's one more person that now just benefited off of what you shared. And I feel like so much more of, you know, this time now is bringing that vulnerability in like such a cool way. And like, even you sharing that as a producer, you know, I feel like is really cool because I feel like before vulnerability was truly just seen as a pure weakness. And now mm -hmm. I can say even for my own self, vulnerability is a strength. Yeah, most definitely. And also, like, I remember, like, thinking, like, you know, when models would be like, I used to be bullied because I was so tall. I remember, like, rolling my eyes and being like, shut up. Like, you're lucky. Like, you're skinny and tall. What a hard life. And then, like, you know, you look back and you're like, oh, no. Like, they were bullied the same way I was bullied. Like, yeah, they might be a model and I might not be a model right now. But it doesn't mean, like, you can negate their experience. And so... Right. As much as I rag on them, <laughs> even like, you know, going back to Kendall Jenner and Kylie, like these girls have dealt with so much, like living in the public eye and then, you know, having their father transition like that. It takes a huge toll on anybody, especially oh, yeah. like when you're in the limelight. And I think like those young women have like really had to face a lot of stuff and we don't give them you know the, the credit for being women because you just see like oh Kylie's buying her daughter another Birkin bag <laughs> like, and you roll your eyes but then you're like oh wait no like everybody's a person we can't forget that That's and right. yeah I want to be I want to come back into this life as Stormy Webster like I think she's just the sweetest little girl and I know right <laughs> <laughs> I know right so cute and you're right though it's like at the end of the day everyone no matter what pedestals someone's put them on no matter what you might know about them or follow them at the end of the day every single person is a human like that's just what it is and so you know I think that's such a good point is like to remind yourself even like when you know you may judge or you may look at something and be like well but it's like yeah but everybody is human and we're all like especially right now doing the best that we can and I love that you touched on like so much of you know Kendall and Kylie because you know you do work in so much of beauty trends like what are you seeing like right now with beauty trends that like you that you feel like are kind of like interesting and and new compared to like where we were with beauty trends because I think of what we're sharing with the show of like kind of that vulnerability and showing more of yourself and that realness I kind of feel like there's a lot of that happening in beauty and fashion as well and it's not necessarily going to stay the same cookie cutter must be this trend must be that that I'm at least seeing on my end as like an expert and somebody following the trends I feel like things are really starting to shake up yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And I think it's for the better. Like, you know, young women, as just to target young women specifically, like are put, there is just so much pressure put on young women to look so perfect when like that is not reality. And so you're screwing these young little women over by making them think that they're not perfect. And I think now, like I'm noticing a lot of beauty trends that are, you know, um, a skincare ad that doesn't show perfect, clear skin, you know, like young girls and women with acne 
also wear moisturizer. Like you can show a not perfect skin, not clear skin on an ad, or you can show, you know, a woman with a little bit of armpit hair or something. Like I think, you know, there's just being a little bit, I, I think there's just a little bit more body acceptance happening. And, and I appreciate that. And even body diversity, you know, a couple years ago, everyone was like, oh my God, wow, Ashley Graham, first plus size model, beautiful woman, beautiful woman. It's like, of course, she's stunning, but not every plus size woman looks like Ashley Graham. Like that is one body type. Like there's a million different ways uh, for a woman to look. And I think slowly but surely our society is accepting that and brands are needing to accommodate that. Like brands like, you know, Fenty by Rihanna, like have just like Savage Fenty, like her lingerie brand specifically, you know, I think you see her fashion show versus the Victoria's Secret fashion show. And it's like, oh, wow, look at all of these different body types because everybody wants to look sexy in lingerie. You don't just have to be Adriana Lima. (laughs) Like, you know, and so I think that's kind of like the next trend that I'm seeing, which is just like, showcasing different types of people um and you know you know the style is always wild right now like I saw a girl um at work like writing an article about how like having your thong show is going to be a new trend and I was like okay okay like (laughs) like, whale tails I did not know they were coming back (laughs) I guess (laughs) it's a cutting edge article that will be on the cut probably in a month but I saw that and was like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm- Oh, no, you're fine. No, you're totally fine. I would have the same reaction. Like, what is that? What the hell? I'm like, whatever, I'll, I'll do it. Granted, I don't go anywhere. I work from my home. So nobody is seeing my my phone. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I don't know about that. As a fashion expert and stylist, mm. like, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny because like, you know, this whole, like, obviously on social media, like, you know, no more side parts, no more skinny jeans. Uh, and I'm like, come on. Like, I, I'm, I have a side part right now. Like, you know, <laughs> my, I have such a round head. If I wore a middle part, I would look so silly. And I, and I read the article. It was in the cut, of course, the place that pays my bills. And <laughs> I saw it. I was like, that's, so disrespectful and then yeah like I'm sitting here with my hair like my hair just naturally goes on a side part but same I have a cowlick and my hair just goes to the side like I can do the middle like I've done it before just switch it up and I'm like oh I'm gonna do not do a side do a middle and I just always feel like it's I always look like super super like trying to look overly young than I am and especially <laughs> now that I'm like a mom of two I'm like yeah I'm not trying to be like that kind of mom <laughs> <laughs> and I mean the skinny jeans I will say I've departed from skinny jeans probably about a year ago. I'm more into the wide leg now, but also as of right now, I'm only wearing, like, I have so few pants that actually fit me that like, you could be skinny, you could be a capri, you could be tie-dye. I don't care if it zips up, I'm wearing you, like, regardless of what that means for my yes, style. Yes, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I love that you said that because again, I think it's like giving permission to others listening who are like, oh, well, yeah, I didn't really want to like wear that one trend. You know, look, obviously, me being a stylist like whenever I speak about this like even on camera with trends it's like 
yes, it's a trend, but a trend, you know, is something that not, is not necessarily for everyone. Not every single trend works on everyone because everyone does have different body types and different, you know, skin and this and that. Everything is so different that it's like, it, it's not necessarily like every single trend has to work for everybody. And like, maybe then that's just for the millennials. Like that's what they're doing, you know? And it's <laughs> like, I just find it funny when people like want to like push it to like everyone. I'm like, but aren't we trying to like make it more inclusive for everybody so that everyone has different things that works for them and they like and they don't like and like I don't know that's always been my favorite part of fashion is like when I dress people no matter like what they're doing like I always get them out of their box I, I like I tell them like yeah that's great you wear that and that's your comfort zone but like I'm here to get you out of your box and find something else that looks good on you and works for you that hopefully is going to help you further explore not just in fashion but just in your life because you're being open to that and being vulnerable to like opening your eyes to all that and it's just so funny to me when people are like oh I have to you know wear skinny jeans because like that's the trend right now and I'm like yeah but if they don't look good on you then like you don't have to subscribe to them you know it's like I don't know I think it's just funny when you know like with like middle part like I don't think I look great with middle parts I probably will never do a middle part on purpose <laughs> anyways you know I mean I don't know it's just it's so funny so I was just curious like with you're obviously like you said it was in the cut like I'm just curious like your opinions around a lot of these new trends and beauty trends and fashion trends that are kind of coming around I mean I'm like kind of a classic girl like I feel like I have like a very capsule wardrobe like super simple like I never really deviate I, I'm very much like an Everlane prototype like I look like I'm a walking Everlane store pretty much at all times and so for me like even when trends come in I never really subscribe to it. I'm like, I have my style. I know how I want to look like trends come and go. And even last year, like I bought a stupid expensive denim skirt that was like supposed to go below my knee and I'm five two. like, so, and I'm busty and I have a big, nice butt, um, but <laughs> you know, how do you say that um, without sounding like an ass? Yeah, you um, have a, nice peach, <laughs> a nice peach bottom. Yeah, a nice little peach butt. Um, and I got this skirt. It was like completely overpriced by like acne, um, acne jeans. And I, I, it was like final sale. I was like, it's going to fit. I'm going to look amazing. Like the girls on the blogs. And I put this skirt on and I looked like I was walking out of like an Amish. <laughs> like I looked so stupid. And that was the moment where I was like, you know what? No do what you know <laughs> like <laughs> you cannot be doing lengths like that you, you this is not a trend that you are able to subscribe to um so I've pretty much given up but it's so weird because in my normal life I would constantly be shopping like it was a problem like a real problem and now that I'm not going into the office I'm not shopping at all and I was like going through my shoes the other day like just to go out and grab dinner with my friend I was like I haven't bought a pair of boots in a year and a half like that was like my favorite thing to do like you know once it was like November I was like okay I'm gonna go to Bloomingdale's or wherever get two nice pair of boots for the season and now that's gone <laughs> that, <laughs> that ritual no longer exists yeah it's I mean it's so true and I think too you know there's been so much like obviously like changes like I was even uh I think it was Pop Sugar who asked me to contribute but like they were doing like zoom fashion and I was talking about like you know it's it's changed so much because some people are like only wearing really like what you can see on top and then whatever they feel like pajama bottoms up bottom <laughs> yeah. and, and like hey I've done it too so like no shade but it's so funny because like they were asking me like you know oh well what do you think and I was like well I think more people are trying like different things on top 
top because you can see that and maybe they're doing a little more of like a color on their eyes or their lips so you can actually like see that pop on camera and they're doing you know different jewelry than they used to because you can see that on camera and like you know maybe they're wearing more necklaces or a bigger earring or whatever it may be that like they feel called to wear because you know, that's what you see on camera versus like seeing all of you obviously head to toe, you know, when you're in an office. And so it's just, it's so interesting. I think like a lot of that too may switch up a lot of the like fashion and beauty trends. Oh, totally. I mean, right now, like my office desk has three pairs of earrings and like 15 lipsticks and trust and believe those are not on me unless I'm like going on a call but it's like two minutes to the call put my earrings on put a little lip brush my <laughs> hair for a second and I'm like all right I look like I am like an experienced fashion producer for a decade um whereas <laughs> like before and after that one little meeting I am like looking like a schlub in my lululemon workout pants and I'm like you know what these quick little things make me feel good. I feel a little bit more confident, um, even if I'm already kind of not in the mood. Because now it's weird. Like, I'm feeling this new fatigue from working from home because, you know, I don't have my boss sitting next to me, like, holding me accountable. So I'm like, all right, I'll go for a walk. I'll do this. And by, like, 4 o'clock, I'm like, screw this. I'm done working. Like, ah how am I supposed to work anymore? This is my home. I just want to watch TV. <laughs> it's bad. No, but you know what? That's reality. And that's so many of us. And you know what, too, in my opinion, I kind of feel like, you know, it was interesting. My dad told me that he's like, probably not going to open his office back up even when like he can, because he's actually seen from his workers that like, they are actually more productive at home. And he's had the most sales he's ever had in his like whole career. Yeah. And he's, and they're more happy and they're more productive and they're doing more for him. They're getting him more leads and all these things positive are happening. His business is booming in this crazy time. And he was like, you know, I feel like my people are happier. And I think there's going to be something for that. But like you just saying what you were saying, like, in all reality, like you just kind of made your own boundaries. So like, no, you know what? I'm done today. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go back down. And it's like, as long as you get the work done, what's the harm? You know, it's like, we were all in these offices, most of us anyways, um, or even if we were home, but we were still running around doing different things like me going to showrooms and doing this and doing that, you know, you're running around or you're in an office and you're committed to like, this must be the time that you're doing this. And you don't realize like how much maybe you're getting drained that you're like doing that all day long and there's no break except for like food and whatever or a bathroom break. And now it's like people are like adding in like I'm going to work out, you know, do this in between the day or I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to experience nature, whatever it is. And like who says that like we all have to be like in this, you know, like system that like doesn't make anybody really happy um you know what I mean like really totally. uh, and and not like be able to experience things that actually make us feel good that actually ends up making us more productive and actually happier humans you know like oh, it's totally. so <laughs> you know it's like so I don't know that's what's really interesting to me about all this time is like yeah okay sure we all have fatigue sure we're all trying to figure out like how to hold ourselves accountable myself included but at the same time I think it also shows us like oh but maybe what we were doing like wasn't working yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think it was working. And also, like, I worked in a creative environment. You know, there was always someone doing something weird. Like, so, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I'm supposed to be working eight hours a day plus a lunch break. But, you know, what was I doing? Four hours of work. But now I'm, like, sitting at home, like, I guess I'll do this. Uh, you know, let me do this. Let me do this. And then I'm like, what the hell? It's three o'clock. I've worked all morning. 
why am I being so productive? You know, and I think these, you know, big corporations and companies are kind of realizing like, wow, you know what, without the constant distractions of being in a corporate environment, people are really busting their butt because there's nothing else to do. <laughs> like you have to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so true. I mean, I, I agree with you, you know, and I think it's just, I don't know. I think it's so interesting. Like also too, like some people are also kind of setting up their own schedules because it's like, I know even my husband, like, you know, a lot of times I podcast, you know, at, at different hours and I'm like, Hey babe, can I have an hour to do this? And you have the girls. And as long as like, he's getting stuff done, he's not in the like immediate thing that has to be happening that minute. Like he lets his bosses know like, Hey, I'm going to be off for an hour. Cause I've got the girls. And like, my wife needs to do this and this because you know, this is her time, you know? And it's like, when none of us had that flexibility before, mm-hmm. you know, even like just doctor's appointments, little stupid things where I'm like, oh, wow, like, I, I didn't realize I could just kind of pop on at 11 a.m. and work an hour later, you know? Like, I just feel like there's, like, so much more flexibility and it's just, like, a general understanding that, you know, we are humans. Of course, we're, like, all, you know, little worker bees working for the man, you know? So, of course, <laughs> stuff has to get done and do your job. That's why you're being paid. But, like, now I think everybody's like, oh, okay. Yes, we all are working working here, but, you know, you need to be able to, like, yeah, go for that walk, work out, see your friends, see your family, go to that doctor's appointment. And even like that, I, there'd be so many times I'd be like, okay, I'll push my doctor appointment back a week. Okay. Oh my God, push same. it a week, push it yeah. a week. And then I'm like, it's been two years and I still haven't gone same. to that stupid <laughs> appointment. What the hell? Like, and it's like, and my bot and I have the sweetest team. Like if I was like, I need to take three hours off, they'd be like, all right. Yeah. Great. Feel better. Like there's no pressure, but like you put this pressure on yourself because, you know, I think women do that, especially, but, you know, you just put this pressure on like, oh, I'm late. I'm going to get fired. It's like, no, <laughs> you're not going to get fired. Like, right. Go you're to so the doctor right. appointment. No, I'm with you. And I, I feel seen when you said about the two years, that's me. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be here. Let me make that appointment after I get off this podcast with you. Like, you know, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, th- I look at my to-do list from like July of 2020. It was like, go to the dermatologist, go to an orthodontist to consider bottom braces. And those two things have been on my to-do list since July. And I'm like, <laughs> it's, this is not hard. Like, just go to the doctor. But I'll find any excuse to 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 not. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I know. I do the same thing. I mean, I feel like that's, I feel like that's most people. It's like, oh, but I can do so many other things. But you know, it's like, I love that you said about the flexibility because it's true. It's like, we're all finding in this time of like how to find other ways to be flexible, how to find other ways to like work with ourselves and be like, cool. Like I did this many hours and now I'm going to like take a nap or I'm going to go for a walk. Like you couldn't do that in the corporate. I couldn't do that in most of your work. Like, oh, I'm, I'm sitting here, you know, answering emails. I feel tired. So I'm gonna take a nap right here. I couldn't do that. Like (laughs) you would get fired, you know? And it's like, but it's funny because it's like, well, now it's like that accountability right it's like well your boss is trusting you're getting things done or whoever it is you're reporting to or for me like I'm reporting to myself but I still have to get shit done or I'm not gonna get paid so <laughs> it's like okay Allie well if you decide to be lazy today then guess what tomorrow you better hustle and bust your ass because like it's not gonna get done otherwise you know and so it's just so interesting to me like just how everyone's starting to kind of find this like flexibility and these like new schedules for themselves that like for most people I've talked to, like seem to be working as much as like they have fatigues and they have moments and everything. It's like overall, like everyone I've had conversations with have told me like they actually prefer this type of schedule than what they were like really just like beating their head against a wall for. Oh, totally. I have a girlfriend of mine who is working um, in Hawaii for two months 
she's like, yeah, I just have to wake up at 4.30 a.m. And then I work until 1.30, you know, p.m. Hawaii time. Like, it corresponds with, like, the New York hours. Um, yeah, and I'm just living in Hawaii. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> uh, I, I, and I'm like, why the hell did I sign this new lease of, like, a, you know, beautiful apartment, of course. But I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, when all this was happening, I wasn't thinking that, like, this was going to last forever and then I could have like opportunities like that I was kind of just being scared and like thinking like oh things will go back to normal and how can I leave being like I have to go back to the office soon and now I'm like god she is on the beach she's like drinking fruity cocktails I'm like oh sounds amazing (laughs) I'm like you're doing the right thing and I I told her I was like I might you know, I know we're not supposed to be traveling. I know, I know, but I'm like, I might show up. I'm like, if I get to a place where I'm like, I need a vacation, do whatever it takes. I'm like, I might just show up. She's like, that would be so fun. So you now know, I'm like, <laughs> look, I tell everyone this, I tell everyone this, you got to do what's right for you. You got to do what's right for your family. I understand some people don't feel comfortable. I understand some people feel like they need it. I think at this point, in my opinion, I know I get hit for this all the time, but I'm going to say it anyways. <laughs> I feel that you have to do what's right for you. And that comes down to your emotional, your, you know, your mental, your physical, everything. And if you feel like that's something you personally need to do and you can do it as safely as possible, then you do it. You know what I mean? Because to me, it's like, We've all been in this for a long time now. We're all in it. We're all dealing the best we can. But you got to, like, what yesterday we went and hung out, you know, with like some of my family, like that's, you know, that's, that's here when I had lunch and, you know, we hung out all day and it, you know, wasn't necessarily like the, you know, most quote unquote, you know, way of people doing things, but that was what we needed, you know? And, and I said to my husband, I'm like, wasn't it so interesting to get hugged again? Like, does that sound crazy? <laughs> like, seriously, Megan, it was like, I told him, I'm like, wow, I had this like crazy rush of like just, love and like the dopamine like you know and it's like and again I know I'm gonna get hit for it but it's like I don't care because at the same time I feel like it's so important to be real just as we're real about how we're figuring out our jobs and how we're figuring out how to function we have to also be real about like some of the things that we need as humans and like that we need some interaction and we need you know to get away if you need to get you know to your friend in Hawaii for a a few days and like chill and just you know veg out and have some cocktails and can work from there like why wouldn't you you know it's like I feel like that's what some of this time is serving in my opinion is like so much of those like walls and barriers of everything in life breaking down and kind of like restructuring and showing us like maybe a lot of what society's told us is kind of bullshit that's just my opinion no hell yeah and now you just convinced me I'm like you're right I should go to Hawaii give me one person to condone my choices but I mean yeah no I'm saying I'm saying pretty low-key but yeah you know like I saw I, I saw my parents um, last week. And I just was like, Oh my God, I miss just hanging out with my parents, Yep, you know? And it's, and it's unfortunate that, you know, this has to happen. And of course, like, you know, being safe is the number one priority, but yeah, at a certain point, I'm like, well, I'm going insane. I'm like, my mind is like crumbling. I'm like, I need my family. I just kind of need some normalcy. And then, yeah, you go back to being safe and, you know, um, smart, but, sometimes it's like, I just gotta, just gotta break the rule. I don't care. Sorry. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and I agree with you. And I think too, it's like, I mean, I don't sound like an asshole, but like, like who, like who made the rules? I know who made the rules, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, yeah. none of us really know, you know, like, I mean, here in California, like, let's be real. Uh, we've been in lockdown the whole freaking time. Like, I mean, almost for a year, literally. And our cases are like worse than like anyone. And it's like, I'm like, okay, so I'm not just like an asshole here, but it's like, follow this quote unquote science, but like, we're doing the worst 
and we've been locked down the whole time and we've been the most quote unquote safe and it's like okay so now what you know it's just like yeah so it's like what are you gonna do like yeah you know there's there's only so much like staying inside forever that right exactly we're all right we're all humans like we need to be outside we need to see people we need to like interact you know and so it's like again I know whatever I'll get hit for all this I get slammed on my social but you know (laughs) like I look I tell people the same thing I'm like look I'm not coming in your home and telling you what to do and I feel personally in my opinion nobody should come into the other home and tell you what to do it's like as long as you're safe as long as you're doing the best you can with what you've got like I think sometimes it comes to a place of like where you need to say you know what like you said you missed your parents you needed to see them you need to interact like you come to a place where your mind like your men you know your mental health all that like it's a real thing like being mentally fit besides physically fit is actually way more important sometimes than being physically fit so it's like you have to make sure like you're in a good place. And if you're not, then like, what do you do to fix that? And if that means like seeing them or doing something like, you know, maybe going away for a few days, whatever, you get a negative test, you go, you know, and you be safe and you hang out with your friend, you have some cocktails and get some human interaction and like some, you know, liquid in you, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, what, you know, like, I'm sorry. I, I, I personally say, go for it. That's my opinion. All right. Well, I'm going to book a flight the moment <laughs> we are off this next week, you'll be seeing me drinking Mai Tais, wearing a lay and attempting to fit into any of my old bikinis. I'm so (laughs) Do it for me. Do it for me. Have an extra Well, I mean, you're in LA, so you have like the weather on your side. Like, yeah, we do have that. I'll give you that. Like we have sunshine. We do. Yes. I mean, yeah, if the sun comes out here, I'm just like, oh my God, I'm just going to stand outside. I I don't even need to go anywhere I just need to have vitamin d on my face and I'm like so pale I'm like I have like spf 150 on my face but I'm like I hope it still penetrates I don't know it must it has to it has to right I I mean look I'm originally from New York we moved out here 10 and a half years ago I mean I remember those days of being like oh my god it's sunny like let me get outside Like, you know, it's like, let me, let me enjoy the fact that it's bright and like so nice out and like, it's not dark and gloomy. Yay. You know, it's like, I totally, I, I totally, totally get it. Like it's yeah. I, you know, and even here, like, it's so funny because it'll get like chilly and I'll be like, honey, isn't it like chilly today? And I'm like, God, we're so spoiled. Like, <laughs> like it's chilly and it's not sunny today. Like, oh, that sucks. You know, it's like, okay, well, most of the, you know, most of the world doesn't have sun all the time. So I, you know, I totally get that, which I guess I want to ask you, like, so what are some of the things you do for yourself for like, I don't want to say self-care because I'm sure you feel like it's such a buzzword too, like, but like self-love, you know, making sure like you're in a good space, making sure you're sane. You're like, like, what are some of the things you would share with the audience that like, you know, you do that maybe someone else could do, or they don't think of doing that's like just, you know, simple things that you would share. And also I want you to share since you are so in the space, like what are your go-tos for beauty and fashion? I would say in terms of like self-care stuff, I always find like, and I think this is with so many people, like when I find myself like slipping into psychosis, I like stop doing all the things that are healthy for me. Um, So I would always say like cooking is like always one of my favorite just things to do. And um, for me, like it's about the food shopping. It's about the planning. It's about writing a list. It's about reading a beautiful cookbook. It's like the ritual of it is kind of always like what I go back to when I'm having like a just meltdown. Um, And then exercise, like I love, I love, love, love Pilates and just working out like 
I'm not, I did like, you know, in November, I was like really struggling. I think everybody was, especially after the election, all that whole mess. Like, I was just like, I cannot do anything. I don't want to exercise. But lately, I've been really on like a good path with working out. And it's just like a constant reminder that, wow, like getting oxygen to your brain is so important. And then honestly, like limiting drinking, like that's huge. Like drinking is a depressant. Um, and, you know, if you have a couple cocktails with your friend one night, that's fine. Great. But, you know, when you're drinking a lot and going out a lot, like it weighs on you. And, and, and I think people in this culture where it's so normalized to just constantly be drinking and going out, you forget that it's like the toxin. Um, so that's kind of like my main ways of staying kind of sane. And then in terms of beauty products, I will say like, I'm looking at my stuff here to see like what my latest and greatest is. I used to be such a fool and spend so much money on overpriced things. And over the past oh, like year, I, uh, yeah. and, and I kind of have stopped doing that, but I do swear by Clarence products. There's this one Clarence mask and it's in a blue bottle. I wish I had the name of it. Um, I'll message it to you after, but it's this really nice, like silky mask. And I got a facial once and the lady told me to put that mask with like a little bit of sugar um, to kind of add like more of an exfoliating Ooh. thing and she said to add sugar to any mask that's not like a drying mask when it's more of like a hydrating um, and I'll do that like once a week and I find my skin like really really glowing and Wait, you add sugar to like any of your masks like, not just one like, like I, you, I you only have this blue mask that's like another thing that I had to like I mean you know like working in beauty and fashion like you are just like thrown products oh and, yeah like it's amazing and great, but then you're like, oh, wait, I can't fit my toothbrush anywhere. Like, nothing <laughs> because I have so much crap. And my husband, he's like, can you please take out half this shit of the closet, please? Yeah. Uh-huh. You're like, I might use it. And then everything is expired. Uh-huh. But, but so I really only have like one mask that I'm using, but I've done it with like a couple of different types of masks, even like a cleanser in the shower, which add like a teeny, teeny bit of sugar just to kind of give it like more of a, a scrubbing feeling. I would say only do that like max once a week. I have like very sensitive skin. So if I start getting too crazy with it, um, it gets a little irritated, but I actually want to ask you because I'm such like a nosy little bitch. Um, <laughs> do you use any serums? Like I'm trying to find a serum that I like. I keep buying them and I feel like none of them work. Oh my God, I love that you asked this because I'm a serum nut. I love serums. <laughs> I feel like serums like are such a game changer to the face. And especially because you described earlier, of like you love the dewiness and like the glowy and like the more simple. And I also like, especially being a busy mom, like I'm like brows, dewy face, a little bit of lip liner, lips, I'm done. That's it. Like nothing else. And so I love, I've actually really fallen in love with two different serums. One is Rodan and Fields. I'm like, love, I can see like the differences in my skin and the way it like shines and all of that. And, um, I, I, and like, I just, I don't know, I've been using that and their, um, moisturizer and foaming cleanser. And I've seen such a difference in my face in the last few months. And I feel like not only do my wrinkles look less, uh, uh, like, so like, uh, thick to see, but they're like softened. And I feel like my face looks like dewier and like just more supple, I guess is the right word. Um, yeah, I'm like actually really surprised. And then I also really love, um, Hello Body. Um, I'm loving their new like rose, uh, serum I've been using. And I've also been using like their day and night, like, um, it's like a, like a 
face fluid, I think it's called, that like goes on at the end. And I'm loving, like I've been doing a combo of those. I love kind of mixing and matching different products. And I've been really loving the results on my face and like really enjoying all of it. Um, and I actually have, um, I've been doing like on and off stuff with Hello Body, like in the, you know, influencer space. And I've just been using it also just loving, I love all their stuff because it's like vegan and cruelty-free and it's all clean and I'm all about that. And so um, I actually have a code with them. I think it's Hello Alley, all caps. I'll, I'll send it to you just in case and I'll put it in the show notes. You're gonna send <laughs> you know, I'm writing this down like on my little notepad <laughs> here. I'm like, all right, Hello Body. My aunt uses the Rodan and Field stuff and she raves about it too. Um, I love it. Yeah, it's it, honestly like I, I, I hadn't <laughs> tried it and and then I started trying it at the beginning, like at the end of 2020. And I was like, wow, this really, some of this stuff is like a game changer. So I've been really using a lot of it. And I've also been using the um, uh, brow and lashes and I'm actually seeing like growth. And I'm like shocked because like I wore extensions for years, obviously, especially being on camera and everything. And then, you know, pandemic hits and I took all my, you know, my extensions basically like fell out because I wasn't like doing anything to them. And my lashes were destroyed. And I was like, whoa, okay, this is cute. You know, and so like, <laughs> all of a sudden I had this reality check of like, oh, I should maybe try to like work on my lashes too. So I started really loving all that from random fields. And then yeah, hello body, like the one serum, I, I just feel like it's so dewy and just like feels so good on my skin. I, I love rose, like rose makes me happy. So I just like love the smell of it too. So yeah, that would be like my new go-tos over the last six months I've been really into. And I feel like I see a major difference in my face. Like anybody I've seen, whether it's on camera or actually like out in the world, they're like, oh, your skin looks so good. And I'm like, okay, it has to be these things. I haven't changed anything else. Like I'm, maybe I'm drinking more water from breastfeeding. That's about it. I will say that too. Water is a game changer. Like, like how, oh, you were, yeah. how you were saying with like the not drinking, like I really have also like been really good about like just drinking more water overall between breastfeeding and just being mindful. And like, I noticed a major difference in my entire body from drinking so much more water. Yeah, no, water is like the most amazing thing. And I hate when people are like, I don't like the taste of water. It's like, well, what? I know, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm like, that, I don't get that. And like growing up, like we did not have any soda in the house. My parents were like orange juice and water. Like that is what you drink. And so I've always been like a nut about water. And especially like as I've gotten older and sort of just like valuing my body more than when yeah. I was a stupid little teen um you know so I, I love water and I'm constantly chugging water even to the extent where like now that I'm home it's like I go to the bathroom every 35 minutes it's insane <laughs> and I'm like this was not flying when I was at the office because I was in heels and I'm like well I'm not gonna like clop my way over to the bathroom every time I have to go so so that's okay. one good thing about working from home. <laughs> right? Like, I know, same. Like, your bathroom's, like, right there. I know, same. And trust yeah. me, also, after you push out, you know, a baby and, and a, as have oh. a seat and everything else, like, if I don't pee the first time, it's like, oh, and now I've got some in my panties. Great. You know? Oh, God. <laughs> the, that is too real. <laughs> it is, right? I'm like, TMI, but it's so true. It's like, anyone listening as a mom, which I have a lot of mom listeners, oh, they're bet. like, yeah, me too. It's like, you laugh, you pee. You cry, you pee. Like, you sneeze, you pee. It's like... <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're like... And the stuff they don't tell women it. before they have <laughs> babies <laughs> right it's like you try to hold it and you're like just kidding and there it is it's like <laughs> so yeah I, I I get you like yeah that's uh yeah no I mean but I do I drink so much water like right now I have my big um what's it called hydro flask sitting oh, yeah, I great. drink like all day long like I'm constantly I legit must refill it like four to eight times a day easily like I'm just constantly you know, and then sometimes I add a little bit of lemon or lime if I need a little spice. Sometimes we'll do like, we'll add cucumber or lime like in the house to drink water in our jar, you know, our big like mason jar. But 
I love water. I, so I'm with you. Like, I don't get it when people say that about the taste. It's bizarre. <laughs> right? I don't get it. I'm like, why? It's so good for you. And it's like, I mean, literally, what is it? 70% of our body is water. Like literally our body is water. So it's, I don't know. It's so interesting. So I'm like, I'm with you. I, I'm, I haven't drank soda in like probably five plus years. Like I don't like, I, I really don't drink many other drinks. I love orange juice. Like, so it's just, yeah, it's, it's so interesting. And then other people will be like, what? I drink soda all the time. Like I barely drink water. And I'm like, well, that's your first problem. I mean, no offense, but. <laughs> <laughs> and you like, can't figure out why you can't lose those pesky 10 pounds or yes, why exactly. your skin doesn't glow. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe start with soda and then, you know, go from there. No, I mean, it's, it's just so, it's so freaking true. I love it. Oh my gosh. I love this conversation because it's just like, honestly, like I knew it would be like this with you, but it's just like, everything that people need to hear. It's just like, Hey, we're just all in it. We're all just like figuring shit out. But like, I love for you that like, you know, you as like a writer and producer, everything that like you have figured out in your own way of creating your own reality and making things, you know, overall better for yourself. Also with your podcast, how you become more vulnerable and shared so much more of you than you would normally do. Like, I think that's so cool. It just shows there's been so much growth within you in the last year. Hey, I'm trying. <laughs> trust and believe. Exactly. You know, trust and believe. It's all the same here. It's like, I've, I've never, I told my husband this the other night, like I've, I've never done so much freaking work on myself, man. It's a constant work in progress. Like I'm like, you know, meditations become like my go-to. I do affirmations daily. Like I, I, I'm like constantly, you know, and then working out, like I've completely changed things with me, but like, I think for the better. And good. And you know what? Like my mom like is very like hippy dippy woo woo, like very much like in that world. Like she's always like, you know, like when you stop growing, like especially as a woman, like that's like when your life stops. Like when you yeah. think like you're done and that you have nothing new to learn or you know, like you're over. Like she always says, like, that is when you know you'll find yourself being like really unhappy. And so I kind of try to like remind myself of that. I'm like, okay, like don't forget these are just growing pains oh my god don't have her come on the show she'll talk even more than me <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it because it's true it's like for any of us like write that down when you stop growing like that's when you stop living truly oh, and trust i know i'm like all right what am i gonna do tonight that's gonna make me grow i'm like hmm. <laughs> beverly hills housewives and probably a glass of wine <laughs> okay so we have to end with that because obviously like that's your go-to so like tell me what I guess like what's your favorite to watch like why are you like you know share share your passion you know what I mean <laughs> so yeah um I host a show called Bravo Happy Hour which is a news show um that talks about like what's going on in the off-screen lives of Bravo celebrities and I've been obsessed with Bravo unfortunately like from such a young age I always say to my parents <laughs> I'm like where the hell were you like why was I like crying about Vicky Gumbelson's divorce when I was in seventh grade like I need <laughs> like where the hell were you two um like someone needed to step in but yeah I just have always loved Bravo and I think right now my favorite franchise would probably be Potomac Housewives Ooh, and then okay. New York Housewives of course I'm like a New York girl so I, I, I 
I empathize and under and it's just like fun watching New York because I love the city it's like my first love and so you know seeing Ramona go get drunk at a restaurant that I too have gotten drunk at is <laughs> fun um and then I'm trying to think about other shows on Bravo I'm loving I mean I don't know I, I watch everything um and so I sometimes get like a little bit of fatigue when it comes to it because I'm like I just hate these people sometimes like it's so <laughs> I don't care about their lives but now like I'm re-watching Beverly Hills Housewives and I'm just like this is the best show ever this is why I love this show and so slowly but surely I'm doing a nice kind of rewatch of every show um just gonna be taking me months and months of my life but <laughs> but it's for so work for like the reruns like you're going back kind of to like when it was gold because I kind of feel like it's exactly. gone down downhill <laughs> oh I mean trust Beverly Hills especially I know I'm like trying to go back and to relive the glory years yes the glory years <laughs> all of a sudden like the golden days I feel you I know same anytime I watch now it's like completely reruns because I'm like oh the stuff now I can't get into it yeah I mean even like Salt Lake City I will say like I have been so delayed on finishing that season and I joke around about it on my show that you know like I have other stuff to do like I can't always just like sit around and watch Bravo like I don't want to sometimes and I'll go through phases where like I, I won't watch a show for like three weeks and I'll just kind of wing it on my podcast not the most productive <laughs> not the most <laughs> professional thing ever but I'm like I'm just so 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 sick of it um Oh I just lost my train of thought. I swear my brain is like, fried. oh, dude, look, I have mom brain 24 seven. It's so oh my God. Uh, I don't no. even, I have no kid. I have no <laughs> excuse. <laughs> You've got, you know, fatigue brain. We all got that too. You know, it's like, it's like the in the house brain, right? You're like, um, what was I saying? What was I thinking of? But I know what you're saying. Like, you're like, hey, sometimes you could sit there and like watch and watch and watch. Cause I do that sometimes like Vampire Rules and like some of the housewives. And then it's like other times like, no, I don't need to be watching this. Like, especially cause I get no time to myself as being a busy mom. And so I'm like, let me like take this time to actually like love on myself or take a bath, <laughs> and, like, you know? And like, I don't watch for like weeks at a time because I like don't have the capacity. I think that's what it is sometimes too, right? Like you don't have the capacity to like sit there and take it all in and be like, oh, let me just like watch all of this right now. So I think it's funny, like how a lot of people I've talked to watch, you know, Bravo and love it. And even my mother-in-law is like, I'm like a love hate with it. Cause she'll like watch, watch, watch. And then she'll like completely take a detox and be like, okay, no, I can't do this right now. You know, like, well, it's, it's just so a lot fun. like because it's like it's not like just watching like people go shopping and have fun like people die and are divorced and have miscarriages and children and parents die like sometimes things are really heavy and if you find yourself having been in a situation similar to what a character is going through kind of like can trigger things in your own life where you're like whoa 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 like that is too real like I cannot oh, be and you know what of course they might handle things a little differently than you would but you, know, <laughs> you still can empathize but where I was saying before um was like with Salt Lake City like it's hard because there are these new people I'm like who are you people like now I have to get to know all you new ladies I really have to pay attention whereas you know if it's Dallas or New York Housewives like I can kind of keep it in the background I hear everything I know everybody's voices I look up when I want to but these new girls I'm like I need to be taking notes like there's so much here <laughs> it's a little overwhelming so that was supposed to be my plan for this weekend to to catch up on that but 
episode. <laughs> it sounds like instead you podcasted with me, you're going to book a flight to Hawaii and you're going to bed. Exactly. I'm busy. <laughs> I'm very busy with my travel plans. <laughs> Good for you. I love it. I mean, I, yeah, I think it's awesome. And guys, just so you know, obviously her amazing podcast will be in the show notes and, and everything. And I'm going to be on her show soon too. So we'll be doing a little podcast swapperoo. So you guys love to yeah. check that out. We're going to have some fun with that. But Megan, this was so much fun. Like I love everything you shared and thanks for like, you know, sharing like your vulnerable moments and like all the things you're going through and how you're, you know, evolving and growing. I think that's so awesome in this time, how many people are really like stepping up to like, not just for themselves, but like really also doing a service for humanity to be like, Hey, I'm going through it and I'm, I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm doing this to, to work on myself. Like, I just think that in my opinion, especially seeing this with so many women, it's so badass. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you for letting me come on the show. It was so fun. I always can tell like when a show is going to be good, when it's like, you're just shooting the shit with a friend. Like, and I think listeners can also hear that too, where it's like, we have been babbling for an hour and a half, like <laughs> nonstop that we talked, touched on a million different things. It just like seems like a regular, normal conversation, um, which is a testament to how great of a host you are. So thank you. Again oh, thank you. Me. Well, I, I was so honored to have you. I'm so glad we got to finally do it. And if seriously, if you go to Hawaii, please have a cocktail for me. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> me too. And like, you know, just like bake in the sun and stare at the ocean for me. Like get your feet in there. Like I, I am really like, I'm sitting here like, oh, I'm jealous. So um, <laughs> good for you, but no, thank you so much for being here. And it was so much fun to get to just chat with you and have you on my show. I've been really looking forward to it. So tell us where we can find you, follow you, all that good stuff. So you can check out Bravo Happy Hour. Episodes are out Tuesdays and Fridays. Tuesday is news episodes. And then Fridays are bonus episodes. So Ali's coming on and we're going to do little Vanderpump Rules Talk, which is one of my all-time favorite shows. So I'm very <laughs> excited for that. And then you can follow me on Instagram at Bravo Happy Hour. I post like all of news stories. The comments are sometimes are wild. People are so opinionated about Bravo and they <laughs> will let me know. <laughs> So go there if you want to duel with people about what you think about Erica Jane or whatever. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find me and follow me. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Megan, for being on. And guys, it's been real. Cheers. Till next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Everything with Allie Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe. Tune in weekly for new episodes and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired.